You're listening to the 405 Exchange Podcast. My name is Ken Grandpierre, and today's episode is with the Rubens. Well, at least one of the members of the Rubens. Um, this was recorded uh, quite a while ago with Elliot of the band while they were in the middle of touring with Pink in their home country of Australia. Uh, the Rubens are a band I've been following for several years now, and you know, New York has become a bit of a second home for them. We've always wanted to have them on this show, so it was just really great to get to connect with Elliot and talk about how life has changed for the band. Um, they've had a lot of different changes of sound and, you know, figuring out what they want to do. And yeah, this is a talk that, you know, is a little old, but is definitely very still, very much still relevant to where the Rubens are now. Um, yeah, I'm more than sure you'll enjoy it. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, this is the 405 Exchange with Elliot from the Rubens. Enjoy. You call it payback. You only say that with my brother in your bed. You think you're clever. Would I be better fucking someone So it's kind of crazy to think that you guys made a new record so soon after Hoops. Uh, when would you say the journey for this new record began? Uh, I would say pretty much like after the after hoops really like we 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 knew that like um, you know being a touring band you have to like you have to be writing songs on the road and just be ready with material so it's like it was kind of it was it was kind of our job we realized to just be writing as soon as that record came out so um, we were lucky in that when when the touring for like for hoops ended, we just had a bunch of songs in the repertoire ready to go, and we're ready to record this next record, which is cool. Yeah, we were lucky in that we weren't strapped for ideas as well. Yeah, yeah, and I would. I'm really curious to know, like, what you would think, what you think informed the different sound, because what's really intriguing about this new record you released, it feels so different from hoops. It's interesting to know that it was kind of written so shortly after that record came out. Yeah, I don't know. I think like, I think we were pretty. It's hard to know what the influences were because we we all listen to such different music. Like, there's a lot of different things thrown in the mix there. When we, like, you know, there's five different members in the band, and we all bring our own ideas to the table. So, it's there's a whole mix of different genres and ideas and stuff. But um, I don't know. I think we were lucky in that we had we had a lot of a lot of ideas to work from, and and we were just ex- super excited to like expand from what we where we'd left off with hoops really so yeah we were excited to keep on going and, and explore something new yeah and that new album it's uh lala ru lola ru yeah yeah um, lola ru that's the one yeah what inspired that title actually because that sounds like it correlates to something specific but i actually have no idea what it's in reference to yeah, so so we recorded the album in like a, an old World War Two bunker in Camden, our hometown, and we spent like you know a couple of weeks there recording with Wilder and Torbett, the our producers on the record. Um, but we were like we were locked away in there for like a while and just felt like it was our own world where we could create and just have fun, and kind of realized that we we'd created our own little world in, in, you know, in the, in the time we we're making this record. So it was like, you know, when it comes time to naming the record, what do we name? What, 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 what title do we put on this thing that we've made? And it was kind of like, well, that, why don't we try and name it after the fun time we had making this record? You know, why don't we try and encapsulate that, 
that awesome experience we had creating these songs and making making this record so it's kind of like why don't we try to kind of put a stamp on this you know this own little world we had so it was like let's make up a fake nation and mm -hmm. and make it make it you know make it like this 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 bunker world um and and try and make it something that was you know fake but you know put a put a stamp on the the, the good time we had making this record so it was really it's nonsense Lollaroo is not a real thing it's like it's Lollaroo was like our kind of interpretation of you know trying to make up a fake nation that maybe sounds like it's in the Pacific Islands somewhere and is maybe a little bit tropical and some place that you'd want to hang and then um, the 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 album cover is the flag of this fake nation that you know that we felt like we were hanging out in so it was just a nice way to like for us to cap off the awesome time we had making the record that's a really beautiful thing. And I actually really wanted to ask you about that tropical aspect because something that really struck me with this album you made, it has like a very airy feel to it, like a very relaxed type of feel. Was this something that you guys were aware of as you made it? or And was this kind of like vibe, the kind of like desired effect that you wanted the songs to have? I don't know if we were aware of it or if we tried to make it happen that way, but but we were definitely like... An approach for us, like in recording this record, was like let's let's get our parts down, you know. Let's get we're, we're a band, we're a five piece band, so let's get our parts down and see what the song needs apart from that. So I think like we're we're very considered in each part. So there's there's space in between, you know, elements in, on on the record, and there's 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 moments where you know the record the, the song might be, not be so thick or boisterous or crazy or in your face there's so many things going on but each part is very considered and that was something that we were very aware of and we wanted to like create you know a fat awesome sounding record without having overdone kind of thing i don't know if i don't know if the yeah if, if it became airy or tropical in any way because of that maybe because maybe because of that i'm not sure but it was just kind of a like an, an overall approach we had to the record would you say that, like, like, because it's really interesting to hear you describe the environment in which you recorded it and just, like, the kind of overall vibe. With that said, did it feel like a pretty relaxed experience overall? Because what's interesting is, like, you guys do sound relaxed, like, on it. Oh, dude, it was the most relaxed we've ever been in the studio. It was crazy. <laughs> yeah, it was amazing. Like, and it really, really helped, like, the making of the record. So, like I said, this was made in our hometown, but in, in this old World War II bunker that our mate Timmy had converted into a studio. So it's literally 15 minutes from our our childhood home where our parents still live. You know, we can go and, you know, while we're recording there, we can go and, like, catch up with them and, you know, go, go pat the family dog and stuff and then go back to the studio and keep on making music and stuff, which is something we hadn't done before. Like, the first two records we recorded in New York um, where you, you're separated from family and friends and you're very much like you're paying for studio time and you got to get the take right then and there. And if you don't get it, then that's it kind of thing. You know, you don't have a choice. But here it was like, you know, you have all the time in the world you, you're with your mates. You can just make the music you want to make and, and kind of relax and just make sure that the, you get the performance you want, which is so cool. Like we didn't have that chance before, so... I, I think, like like you said, like you can hear that in the record. Like everyone's very relaxed and having a good time, which is cool. Yeah, that is really cool. I want to start asking you about some of the songs. Uh, like the first one, Million Man. That was like the first taste that many of us got of the album. 
And I love the inclusion yeah. of the extra vocals from the band. I'm curious, how did that particular aspect come like come about? Uh, I think like I think the song really just lent itself to that kind of style. Like it wasn't a conscious effort like we should include all these vocals in it. It just meant like that song it like when when it was being created, like that's what you could hear. It, it sounded like it needed it sounded like it needed um you know a group vocal there kind of it sounded like that melody and those lyrics sound like a sing-along type of song so that's what made sense for us really for that song yeah that's really beautiful and it, it was just i think what i love about the most within that particular aspect of the song is like to me it makes me feel that like when you guys were in the studio it definitely had an approach that anything could go that like not everything was too precious where it very much felt like a collaborative endeavor Oh, totally, dude. Like, it was it was so much like, if you have an idea in a studio, if you have an idea, let's try it and see if it works. And if it does, awesome. But if it doesn't, that's fine. We'll move on and try something new. And that's what was so, like, that was that's what made the studio time so fun for us. Like, if someone had an idea, they'd throw their hand up and be like, all right, I want to try something and then see how it goes, which was really cool. Yeah, you know, I'm curious. And, like, this might be, like, a bit, like, too heady to ask in some ways, but... I feel like for a lot of bands and even a lot of artists, it takes them a while to get to that point where like the other members feel like they can be included within the creative process in that way. What do you think it is about just the, I guess, what a band is that makes like it takes time to get to that point? Would you say like what would you what do you think it is that makes it that way? I think honestly, like you said, it is time. It is time. Like Sam and Zach and I are brothers, but we've taken this long to be able to be comfortable to do those things in front of each other let alone like the rest of the members of the band scotty and will like we're all really really close friends and you know we all get along really well but but when you're being creative in front of another person it's even if they're your brother you're going to be you have to be willing to be vulnerable and maybe be cut down because your idea isn't good enough or maybe your idea doesn't resonate with them so it's like really hard to to know that you're ready to express yourself in front of anyone so i think honestly it takes time if you're in a band it takes it takes a lot of years of just you know getting to know each other and, and making mistakes in the studio or on stage or whatever and just kind of like learning about each other and then eventually getting there and this record was a real learning curve for us in that we could create in front of each other and feel comfortable which is cool yeah, that's amazing. Um, I'd love to hear about how Freak Out came to be. That's a tune that has so much going on, but yet it feels like an overall steady song. Yeah, so that one started with Sam, um, the lead singer. He had that idea, like that demo on his laptop for ages and couldn't figure out how to finish it off. And so, yeah, so it was kind of something that sat there for a long time while we were writing for the record in the demo process. And eventually he brought it to, to us, to Sam, to Zach and I. And I think, I don't know how we got around to finishing it. I think he, maybe he brought it to us and then had the right chorus for it and we put the right beat to it. And it was like, all right, so the demo's good. And then we'll see where we go with the album version. And eventually brought it to the studio with Talbot and Wilder. And it just kind of, it was one of those things where it was like, we had that demo, that basic version and then brought it to the producers, Talbot and Wilder, and they just kind of stepped it up to the next level in that they brought in those horns and stuff where it kind of really, it really it ramps up towards the end, which is really cool. You know, something that we didn't really think we would be able, capable of doing ourselves, and they they brought that to the table, which is really cool. 
what did it feel like listening back to it for the first time? I mean, you guys must have thought like, what the hell is this? And like all the best ways. Oh, dude, like when, when, cause, cause we knew we were going to be doing Holmes on that song and several others for the record. And we had like one day where we would be bringing horns in to, to have them record. And we, we all sat in, in the studio and obviously got to listen to them record it and we're like, oh fuck, that is exactly what it needed. Like hearing those parts, like live as they were done was amazing like real special yeah that's so fucking cool um oh, yeah amazing. you know uh, a big standout from the album obviously uh, is never ever it's with sarah it's a song that's really yeah. i really do love that tune it's such a great pop song especially how it paints um such a vivid picture i'm curious like how different would you say this song in regards to the writing and recording how different was this experience in regards to a lot of your other songs Oh, totally different. Totally different. Obviously, because it's a duet, it's very different. But um, just the way it came about was really different. Like we were we were heading over to New York to finish this record uh, with Tom and Walter in their studio in Brooklyn, and we got an email from Sarah's management saying that she wanted to possibly write a song with us, and we're like, that's cool. But we'll be, you know, by the time we get back to Sydney, we're going to be finished this record. So who knows? Um, what it'll be for it probably won't be if the Rubens you know we'll just write a song and see what happens and then we got back and then obviously wrote this song and you know I guess because because we'd finished that record and we thought this Rubens record was done there was no pressure it was just kind of like all right we'll just write a fun song and see what happens and and that's what came out of it which is obviously you know a testament to having you know no pressure on, a, on an artist or a band or whatever and just kind of seeing what comes comes from it and a testament to her as well like she's an amazing songwriter and just fun to, fun to write with and you know really really cool and obviously we love the song so much we had to squeeze it on the album wow and I'm, I'm glad that you did because it really is like such a standout of a track that's amazing to hear it came across in that way because like it fits within the context of the album, yet it stands out so much. You know what I mean? I guess because of, like, what the song is about. Like, that's really... I think so as well. Yeah. I think, like, we, we when we stepped back from it, we're, like, when we were thinking, like, can it be a ribbon song? Like, are we allowed to do a feat on a record where we've never done a feat before? But, like, when we actually looked at it, it was like, no, this is this makes so much sense because, you know, it is, it is a Rubens track, but... It's it's got a female voice on it, and isn't that cool? Because for the first time, you get to see, you know, a lot of our songs are love songs. So many of our songs are love songs, and it's always the guy having his perspective and saying his, you know, you know, saying his perspective on, you know, some kind of relationship breakup or whatever. But this time, you get to hear the girl's perspective, which is we've never come before. And so, yeah, like it is a really, really, really nice thing to have on a record where all of a sudden you get this female vocal saying hey oh, wait a second you fucked up as well or you know this is my perspective of how the relationship ended and you know that doesn't happen on any Rubens record before so it's a real cool thing to have yeah you know I can't help but <clears throat> I couldn't help but be curious while I was listening to it and the many times I've listened to it since the first time is that I know that bands typically don't discuss the lyrics amongst each other that much but I feel like this is one of those songs where you almost have to talk about the lyrics amongst each other. What were those conversations like? Uh, honestly, like, because Sam, Zach, uh, Sam, um, sorry, Sarah and I wrote the song together in the room, like, when we met. And so, literally, it was like us spitballing lyrics to each other. So then, 
then what happens and then and then and then what does she say to him and then what does he say to her kind of thing so it wasn't necessarily like a personal song for either of us it was more like trying like us trying to tell a story about these two fictional characters like these back and forth and kind of things yeah so it's super vivid in that we probably throw our own experiences in there somewhere but it's not specific to any of us so I think that's lucky in that we don't have to feel too attached to it when we sing the song. Yeah. Has it been interesting for you then? Because, like, it's interesting now, like, hearing you say that, because it makes me look back to how I asked that just now, and it's probably a reaction to the song itself. I imagine so many people, like, see the vivid nature and how raw the song is and automatically assume it is correlated to a real experience. Is it interesting for you seeing that so many people, that's, like, their innate reaction almost? Yeah, I think so. I mean, like, we we get that for a lot of songs. Like, that's, it's kind of our songwriting style as well. We don't, most of our songs aren't written personally. Like, even when, you know, they're not duets or whatever, they are written in a fictional kind of style. Like, it'll be us thinking about a character or someone who just making up some kind of story. And it might be very vivid or it might be very emotional or it might be, very explicit or something but it's not going to be necessarily about us because we're just not very good at writing about our own lives like our own lives are fucking boring (laughs) it's 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 way easier to write something real emotional and 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 hard-hitting if you're kind of just going for something that is you know fictional and you can go somewhere that is crazy and maybe you're going to draw things from your own life or from other people's lives uh like friends of yours or loved ones or whatever so you can kind of make it real, but mostly like we go for something that is fictional because it's easier that way. And and then you know in the end, like you said, you have people like ask you about the lyrics and say, so so you know who's this song about? And you have to actually be honest with them. And be like, no, this is not about anyone. This is just this is just us kind of you know flexing a muscle and drawing on life experiences, but not necessarily about us personally. Yeah, that's good that you guys have that understanding within your own songs, though. That's very important. Yeah, I mean, like, it's it's nice to... I think you have to be honest with yourself and be like, all right, so this isn't going to be about this. You know, you don't have to write a song. Not every song has to change the world. Not every song has to have some kind of definite meaning behind it. As long as you tell some kind of story for someone, that's cool enough. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. You know, something that really... Um, I mean, well, something really amazing that's happened to you guys are um, the support slots that you did for Pink all over your native Australia. I mean, what was that like? <laughs> like, that's amazing. Oh, dude. Oh, it's crazy. Look, we're actually still on that tour. So we're in, we're in Adelaide at the moment, an Australian city. We have two more shows in Adelaide before we head off to Melbourne uh, for a bunch of shows and then Sydney and then Brisbane. Like, it's crazy. Um, yeah, like... Her, her crowds are amazing and really, really lovely and re- super receptive. And obviously, we're just a small Australian rock band, so we would never have a chance to play in front of, you know, this level of crowds uh, ever. So it's super amazing. That's so fucking cool. And like, you know, like I've I've seen her live a handful of times over the years, and something that's really blown me away, consistent of her, is that she goes out of her way to make sure that it's usually a band that's opening for her, like. I think about bands like New Politics and The Hives, and um, there was another band for I think from Australia or New Zealand called The Kin. I remember they opened up for a while back, and I mean, when you guys got that call, do you remember like what you guys said amongst each other or how you guys felt? Because that must have felt like 
not weird, but kind of random in a way, I'd imagine. Oh, yeah, totally. I remember getting the call saying, like, oh, you might be considered for it. And thinking, like, oh, yeah, sweet. Yeah, like, yeah, we, we'd love to do that. And then I think probably a couple of weeks later, it was pretty much like an email saying, like, hey, you guys are on this tour. And we're like, holy shit. Like, <laughs> whoa. Like, yeah, and, like... The first thing was obviously like, a, oh, you might be considered. And then all of a sudden it was like, all right, so block out these next two months in your lives because you're confirmed on it, which is just nuts. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. Like you said, for for her to give a band that opportunity is just awesome. And yeah, we find it pretty genetic. That's so cool. And how have you been finding like uh, your songs being translated within those settings? Like, how has that been going about? It's really good. Like we've we took the first couple of shows to kind of reevaluate and re readjust and kind of work out like how our set works for these types of crowds. Obviously, because they're not our crowds, we need to kind of craft our our set and make sure we give them the you know the right kind of warm up slot um, to make sure that we're entertaining them before Pink comes on and obviously blows their minds. <laughs> um, but it's been it's been fucking really really cool like and obviously we're winning over crowds what oh we're trying to win over crowds each night so it's a bit of a challenge each night which is cool that's awesome um you know what i thought was really interesting about your album lola rue is how the bands embraced uh sensibilities that harken to pop a little bit more than rock and i mean that as like an achievement because i think something that's interesting about rock as a genre is that it's almost like this unspoken thing where there's like these rules to it. And I feel like what your band has done over the course of your albums, especially this most recent one, is you've gotten to a point where you know what you do, you know how to do what you do, and you know what you want to do. And would that be fair to say at all that like, they, like you guys kind of feel like it feels a lot more, I guess, what's the right word, expansive in terms of how you could approach writing a song? Oh, I think so as well. I think that's an amazing compliment. And I thank you for that, brother. Oh, cheers, um, of course. Yeah. I think we've, like, yeah, like, over years, we've, you know, we start out as a rock band because you have guitars and stuff. But outside of that, you listen to so much music. Everyone listens to so much music. You have Spotify, you have Apple Music, and you can stream whatever you want at any time on your mobile phone. So there's so many genres that just kind of creep into your psyche um, you know, as a music lover, and then if you're a music writer, those genres creep into your probably, you know, they're going to creep into your music writing as well, your songwriting, and so you you eventually they get in there and you want to express those kind of different styles and stuff. And for us, that took a while for us to be comfortable in expressing, you know, those song styles and stuff, and being okay with expanding it a little bit outside of just you know just rock and roll or just rock or whatever. And then kind of seeing where we go from there. And this record definitely was, for us, a fun, fun experience in that we could kind of put, a fit, put our foot down and say, no, we're just going to write whatever, whatever kind of music comes to us and whatever is fun for us, you know, to be making at the moment. So it was definitely, it feels like, it does feel like, a, you know, kind of stake in, in, in the ground and being like, all right, so here we are we've come this far and we can keep on creating from this point on, but we're going to be super comfortable in making whatever music we want from this point on, which is cool. That's so cool. And like, just in, considering like uh, what a band is, like, how does it feel knowing you guys can approach songwriting in, the, in that way, but as a band? Like, that's because that's so specific. The fact that you guys yeah. are multiple people. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, uh, we're super lucky. We we understand. Yeah, it's, we're very lucky to be able to do this as a group, and and be yeah, not just a solo artist or whatever. You know, to be able to be a band and kind of keep on creating like that is cool. I mean, as long as we can keep on, you know, that's always the risk. People say, you know, if if you change, maybe your fans won't change with you and keep on going with you. But I feel like we've been lucky so far in that any change we've made, people have come along with us. So. Fingers crossed, they'll they'll stay along for the ride. Yeah, I mean, I think about a song like "Go On," which almost has like a hip hop vibe to it, like within the verses. Like, I mean, a song like that must have felt so different for you guys as well, yeah. Yeah, I remember sending that demo around and being like, "Is this going to be a demo that is going to be like pushed to the side immediately because it sounds so weird or different or whatever?" And then it was like, I remember getting yeah emails back saying like, "No, nah, this is." awesome like this is something different you know it's exciting for us to try new things and and be like you know we can push it a little more and not just be that rock and roll band that blues band or whatever and just kind of like expand it you know so many songs like that on that on the record we're like let's just try something new and see what happens and and then hopefully people embrace it that's great and like what's so amazing about that is like like er like earlier on i mentioned like how what's weird about rock is that like the genre of rock or how people like see bands it's like sometimes the song i feel like for the songwriting it feels like there's these unspoken rules i know i said that but i didn't ask you if you have found that or if you've ever felt that way ever thought that. oh totally totally yeah i feel like if if you're if you're a band and you pick up a guitar you're a rock band and then it's kind of like you have to be stuck in that kind of this is what you are from now on kind of thing but also i feel like no one's imposing those rules on you so maybe it's just you who's 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 writing those rules for yourself maybe it's you saying no i can't do anything outside of this because i am a rock band i am in a rock band and really it's just down to you to to break out of that and i think that was honestly down to us as well like we we've we're we're three records in now and we're only just learning that we're allowed to push the boundaries a little more and try new things and try new sounds and stuff and not be you know drastic and and crazy but actually just you know flex that kind of creativity muscle a little more than we thought we were allowed to in the beginning yeah that's really good that you see that it's important um you know before i let you go here i just want to ask one more thing and it's quite a big one but i think you could definitely tackle it with me i wonder does the band feel like a different band to the one that you to the one that you guys started and if so how would you describe some of the ways the band has changed because i think back to your first record and especially in the question i just asked about rock bands and like i mean this in a good way for the most part when you guys first came out it was kind of like a bit of a straightforward rock band but like now it is such a different thing like how does it feel different for you as someone who's in the band uh i feel like for us today it feels like we're very much more, without sounding like like fucking cocky and shitty. <laughs> I just feel like we're I feel like we're a better band, honestly. Like we've had years of just practice and rehearsals and figuring each other out and figuring out what it means to be a you know band playing together it means like we can we can we can put on a good show together really really well and we can also just write way better songs together. We can figure each other out and figure out what it means to be the Rubens and then what it means to be the Rubens, you know, in 2018 compared to 2011 when we started out, you know, and what's allowed, what's allowed, like, can we, 
write this type of song and then and then put a Ruben stamp on it and then put it out and see if people accept it. It's like those years kind of give you a confidence to say, no, of course we can, of course we can. We're allowed to do those different things because we've come this far and there's no point in just trying to like be do the same thing over and over again. You don't want to make the same record over and over and over and over again. You want to expand and, and adventure. And I think like now it means like for us to be in the Rubens is like it's a it's a career thing. We want to be we want to be in the Rubens forever. So to be in the Rubens forever means we have to keep on expanding and writing new stuff and and trying new stuff and pushing the boundaries and seeing where it takes us. So for us, it's like it's becoming it's becoming you know a career thing and a, a worldly thing. Yeah, that's really great. Thank you for taking the time to chat. I really enjoyed it. Thank you. Anytime. Thanks very much. It was Ken, was it? Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Ken. Thank you. Appreciate it very much. Good job.